to be a pilgrim. Two years later we returned to Pamplona to take up the pilgrimage again. The two principal obvious differences between the French section and the Spanish section were that the actual walking was easier in the sense there was a very clearly defined path, almost more of a lane all the way. Secondly, in Spain one was going with the main lines of communication, whereas in France one had crossed all the main lines of communication and went up and down hills and across valleys. In Spain there were no valleys as such, so we were quite often not that far from a major road, which we might be able to hear in the background, so quite a lot of the time it wasn't in a sense quite as peaceful as it had been in France. The other major difference was the refugios, which are quite a bit larger and also quite a bit more basic, so a communal living overnight was sometimes a bit of a struggle. Another advantage in Spain, however, was that we were able to go to Mass quite a bit more often because the refugios tended to be in large-ish villages or small towns and there would usually be a church which had morning Mass or perhaps an evening one which we could go to when we arrived. It was also the last half of October and the beginning of November so the countryside around tended to be quite sort of burnt and brown particularly after we'd finished walking through the foothills of the Pyrenees, we came out onto the great big northern Spanish plains, and they were fairly featureless, and quite a challenge to walk through, in the sense there were no particular features you could focus on to see how far you were travelling. But there were quite a few more pilgrims, because it being in Spain, the local Spanish people know about it and it's become quite a, a feature of quite a lot of people's lives. Our route took us from Pamplona to Puente la Reina where there's a beautiful old bridge across the river and where the route from the south of France from Arles joins the route that came from Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port. We then went to Estella, Irachi, Los Arcos, Torres del Rio and Logroño, which is the main centre in the Rioja wine region of Spain. After Logroño, the wide open plains began, and we went to Najera, San Domingo de la Calzada, San Juan de Ortega, which is up in the hills and used to have a reputation for quite considerable danger from wild animals in the early days of the pilgrimage and then to Burgos, which is one of the old cities of Spain. There we found ourselves a nice little hotel, and had three days to rest up a bit, and to have a look at the local sites. There was a wonderful Carthusian monastery just outside the city, where we bought the most wonderful rosary, made of sweet-smelling roses, which we still have, and which still smell of beautiful roses. Also, there's another monastery in Burgos, which is the burial place of earlier lines of the Spanish monarchy. Burgos has the most beautiful cathedral, and one night we were able to go to a concert there of 16th century music, which was very beautiful. 
there were some other lovely churches on the route, some of which had been built by the Benedictine monks following the interest in the pilgrimage taken by the big French monastery of Cluny. The route from Burgos to Léon was again across plain, I think it's known as the Meseta in Spanish, and other than the villages that we stayed in overnight, there were very few special features, and the land was all brown, having been harvested earlier on in the summer. Although there was a majority of Spanish pilgrims, there was a usual mix of an extraordinary assortment of international pilgrims, and we would make friends with them for a day or so as we found ourselves walking at the same pace or meeting up at night. But then for one reason or other, our pace would be different and we would part. But quite often we would meet up with them two or three weeks later, only to discover that they'd gone off exploring off the main pilgrimage path to see something special, where we just kept plodding on. We were at the older end of the spectrum, but we found that just by keeping going and not minding arriving rather later than everyone else in the evening, we actually more or less kept pace with quite a number of rather younger people. Leon had a special refugio which was run by some nuns, and uh, we used to join in evening prayers there last thing at night, which was very special. There's also a beautiful cathedral there as well. After Leon, the landscape changes gradually as we move up into the northwest part of Spain and it becomes greener and hillier. The first main town after Leon was Sahagún, where is the most extraordinary bishop's palace, which was designed by the remarkable Catalan architect Anton Gaudi, who's built the recently opened cathedral in Barcelona. By now we were into November, and we were expecting to be met by tremendous amounts of rain in the northwest of Spain, but we were very lucky, and most of the days were bright and sunny, and we had very little rain during our pilgrimage. As we walked from Leon, we went to Astorga, Ponferrada, Biafranca del Biezzo, and then to the very large monastery at Samos. From there, after a day's walk, we looked up to see the climb that we had to do to get up to O Sobrero, which I think is approximately 5,000 feet. Luckily, it was an, a nice afternoon with lots of sun when we made the ascent, and we were delighted to find a really lovely refugio at the top. The last few days were spent walking through delightfully agricultural land with lots of trees and fields and cows and sheep. And it was made slightly more interesting in that we became aware of kilometre marks telling us how much further we had to do to Santiago. And so we were able easily to mark our progress. Gradually there were signs that we were approaching a main centre of population and after walking through lovely woods we found ourselves at the edge of a great big modern airport which turned out to be for Santiago. We then entered the suburbs of Santiago and walking through suburbs is perhaps 
one of the more difficult parts of the pilgrimage because you don't have the same relationship with the countryside as you walk through it but still you have to cover quite a distance and it's even quite easy to get lost because suddenly the signs for the way tend to be forgotten about. But then all of a sudden we found ourselves in the main square in front of the great big basilica, it is almost, the great big cathedral of Santiago and it was a lovely sunny day and we just found that all we wanted to do was just sit down on a little stone wall and just take it all in. The facade of the cathedral is Baroque but it hides a classical Romanesque church which is lovely inside. We were fortunate that we reached Santiago in a holy year for which there are special graces for pilgrims so we made sure that we did what was necessary to get the special graces and then attended a number of masses over three days in the main cathedral. One of the highlights of the masses was the lighting of the Botti Fumegra, the great big incense holder that is hauled up at the transept and then made to swing across while the organ thunders away. It doesn't always happen, but it was one of the benefits of being there during the Holy Year. And so we did actually see it happen three times. And it was very exciting as this great big silver large box perhaps, but it's with smoke billowing out of it, swung backwards and forwards across the main aisle. It needed about five or six very strong men to lift it up into place and then to get it swinging and it was a very impressive sight. Coming to the end of a long pilgrimage is a very rewarding sensation, but it's not accompanied, in a sense, by lots of fireworks or, or excitement. It's just, it just has a, a general contentment that you have walked this great distance and done lots of praying on the way and been to lots of masses on the way and have had lots of lovely conversations with all sorts of people on the way but there was no particular sense of uh, a rejoicing because it had come to an end which in itself was rather sad so we spent three quiet days in Compostela the weather was lovely and we got to know Compostela a bit and then we left in a bus early one morning and that was the end of it all